Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. Interacting with a lot of people as I do, I see a lot of individuals who are struggling. And they're struggling not only for themselves, but they're struggling watching family members walk through some hard times. Family members that have strayed away from God, they knew God, but they've wandered out there in the wilderness. They're not looking to God. They're not living for God. Their heart's not even on God. Or they're walking through some hard times needing healing, spiritual healing or physical healing to their body, maybe financial struggles. There are people, there are families, so many families right now that I have encountered that are struggling with relationships among family members. Family members separated. That is certainly not the heart of God. And so I want to talk about that today. I want to give you some hope, and I want to give you some scriptures to pray the Word of God that are the promises of God that perhaps will help you as you walk through these hard times. Now listen, I'm right there with you. I'm walking through some hard times. Some of these struggles I've just identified, they're my own personal struggles in my surroundings, in my family. And yet I know that God wants us to walk and live a life every day that exalts Him, that looks to Him, that leans on Him. And how do we do that when there's so much heaviness around us? We got to take off that heaviness and we got to put on a garment of praise, as he says in Isaiah 61, 3. We got to begin to praise God through it. So let me just give you a visual. This was something that years ago when I was walking through a hard time watching a family member suffer and praying and asking God to intervene and I couldn't see it manifested. I know God was working. I believe God was working. I believe He's still working. But I just needed a word of encouragement. I'll never forget one day I was in the shower and I'd been asking God, God, would you move? Would you move in their life? I believe you said that you're going to. I believe you're going to. But God, I need to see you do it. And I was discouraged. I'd lost my joy. I'd lost my hope, but I'd lost some joy. I'll never forget in that shower that day. As I reached for the shampoo bottle to shampoo my hair, I sensed the Holy Spirit was giving me a word of instruction. It was as if God was saying, you see how you picked up that shampoo bottle and you brought it to your hair. You put the shampoo on your hair and you began to shampoo your hair and you got it done. And I thought, yes, it was as if God was saying, that's the same way you do with the promise for this individual that you've been praying all this time. You begin to walk that promise. You begin to walk it as if I have already manifested it in your presence. 
Now, God wasn't saying name it and claim it. God was saying, if you really believe my promise, if you really believe what I have said to you about this situation, as you have been praying and sharing it, God said, now just live it. Don't waste another day waiting, sitting and waiting and lamenting and losing your joy and losing your hope. As you're praying it, go live it. Go interact with this person as if I have already done it. You're not wasting a day to live it. And so when the promise, the prayer has been manifested, Joe, you've already rejoiced. You've already been praising me for it. You'll just be able to see it in the physical the way you have already believed that I have done it in the spiritual. That was such a message to me. It was such a visual to me. I can still see it to this day standing in that shower. And it was such a word of instruction that, Joe, don't waste a day. If you really believe God's promises as you are praying, then live them. Live the joy of them. Praise God in the manifestation of the promise. And so what am I saying? As we begin to pray for our family members who are struggling, or maybe friends that are struggling through specific hard times, believe God's promises for them. And then live the promise Begin to live the promise. Interact with them as God has already performed that promise in the physical. And respond to that person. Respond to that person out of the promises. They need to hear hope. They need to see hope. And they need to see us living as if we believe God. We believe His Word. And so I want to share with you some promises that you can pray. These are some that God has given me for individual situations, but the promises of God are true and faithful because God is an everlasting God. From the beginning to the end, He is God. One that is so special to me that I saw in Scripture one time, 1 Corinthians 15, 7, Jesus was seen by an individual. Now, what does that mean? I pray this so many times for individuals who are wandering from God, who need to reunite with the heart of God, or who need to come to God. They need to see Jesus. I pray Jesus be seen by that person today. And I believe, God, that you will interact and take action in their life to cause them to be seen by Jesus today. Now, what does that mean? That word seen means that Jesus himself put his eyes on that person. And then also that person, at the moment that Jesus was putting his eyes on that person, that individual person was putting their eyes on Jesus, and they made eye-to-eye contact. And that eye-to-eye contact moved and stirred the heart of that person to come to Jesus at their moment of need. And Jesus and that person became single-purposed right then and began to walk together. That is a powerful verse. And I pray that all the time. Perhaps that is where you can start praying for your friend or for your family, that Jesus be seen by them today. That Jesus make eye contact with them 
they make eye contact with Jesus and buddy their eyes connect causing their hearts to connect and move together in the same direction the direction that God wants them to go today to live out a life of meaning a life of hope a fulfilling life I pray all the time when I say God would you bless so and so don't we say that so many times God bless you blessings to you I pray that God will just do something to bless you today and we say that and we say God I want you to do good to them I want you to do something good for them and so often, so many times, when I'm going through the checkout line or I encounter people out in public, when I get through, I say, you be blessed. And many times people respond, oh, you too. Sometimes people won't even acknowledge it openly. But I still spoke that word and that promise into their heart. You know what I'm really saying? Yes, God do something good for them today. I get that. But you know what I'm really saying to them? God today. See, I'm speaking a prayer. God today, would you interfere in this person's life and take action to move in their life to bring them into a desired relationship with you? In Jesus' name, amen. That's what I'm saying when I say you be blessed today. I'm asking God to come in and Jesus be seen by them. And they see Jesus in a way that God moves in their need, in a way that they need, so that they are in a one relationship with Jesus. Now that's a powerful prayer. That's a powerful word. That's a powerful promise to speak over individuals. You can begin to pray that or speak that over the individual that's on your heart today. What are some other promises that you can pray and speak over this family member, this friend, whatever, this situation? You can pray, of course, we start with Jeremiah 29, 11, that God does have a hope and a future for them. And listen, you can speak it out. Speak it out, yes, and God, I want you to move to bring about hope in their heart and bring forth their future. I pray all the time that God will restore fortunes before the very eyes of family and friends that things have been lost through time spent wandering away from God. That's Zephaniah 3.20. You can pray Psalm 107 verse 20. God, send your word and heal my friend. Heal my family member and deliver them from this destruction. God, right now, and this is how I speak many times, if we know that the Word is in that person, God, would you go in there and by the power of the Holy Spirit, would you stir up the Word that's within their heart and bring that Word up and cause their mind to think on your Word and respond to your Word in faith? and act on your word, that your word will go forth with power, Lord, to bring forth this healing. It may be spiritual healing, physical healing, emotional healing, and heal them, Lord, and deliver them from all this destruction that the enemy or their flesh would try to impose upon them at this time. 
You can also pray the promise, John 10, 28, that nothing can snatch them out of the hand of God. If they are a believer, they have come in full faith, receiving Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. God, I know, I believe your promise that nothing can snatch them out of your hand. And so, God, that nothing can touch them unless it first comes through your love. And they are in your hands. So I am believing they are within your reach. They're within your boundaries. And nothing, no more than necessary, can touch their lives. And I'm believing that, God. And I know that you are faithful. That's your promise, God. Another scripture that I pray many times, hey, for myself, but for family members, hey, individual friends, is Deuteronomy 30, verse 6. This is a powerful, powerful promise that the Lord God, I believe that today you will circumcise my heart and you will circumcise the heart of my descendants. So God, that they will love you with all their heart, all their soul, that they may live. In other words, truly come alive and walk the way you want them to walk every day, seeking after you, loving you, living for you, living full, overflowing with joy and a life that is so pleasing and so meaningful. You know what that means to circumcise the heart? God, would you go in there and by the power of the Holy Spirit, would you cut away the flesh? Would you cut away everything that is an obstacle, that is in the way of my friend or my family or me? Loving you, God. Living for you. Go in there and just cut that flesh away. And you know what? The Holy Spirit moves into action. Because the Holy Spirit's got 20-20 vision. It knows exactly where to cut. And, and we've said this before. What will it use to cut? Many times it'll use circumstances to cut away. It'll use different things in our life. Conviction. To cut away that stuff from our heart. Or the heart of this person that's struggling. So that they can see God. So that they truly can encounter God and come to God and their blinders removed and their eyes opened. They can see what life is all about. They can see what they're missing. They see what they really need to do and not just follow the world blindly, but really have a stable direction to follow like the word of God, which the world is trying to snuff out the world of God. Just this week, I hearing more about people mocking Christians, people that look to the Bible. Well, listen, that's just persecution. You keep following the Word of God. But here, you pray and believe that God will circumcise their heart and remove those things that are stumbling, keeping them back. Another promise that I pray is Deuteronomy 7, 9. I pray this a lot. God, I believe I know you as my Lord, as my Adonai, and I know that you are God. And God, I know that you are a faithful God, and you are God who keeps covenant. You keep promise and mercy for a thousand generations. God, to those that love you and keep your commandments. And what is God saying there by mercy? He extends grace. He moves on us and individuals with grace. You keep your grace. You keep mercy. You give us 
through the power of the Holy Spirit, that desire to come to you and to follow you and to love you and to stay with you and to walk in righteousness and to come out of the ways of wickedness and evil and to walk in the right standing before God. Deuteronomy 7, 9. I pray that scripture so many times and believing. God, okay, you're on the scene and you're working. I tell you another scripture that means a lot to me. I pray this a lot for my children and grandchildren. And perhaps this will minister to you. It may be nieces or nephews that you're praying for. But Isaiah 44, 3 and 4. This is a rhema word for me. A promise that I pray. Lord, I pray and believe today that you're a covenant-keeping God. And that you will pour water on my family member, put the name in there, who is thirsty. And you will pour floods on their dry ground. You will pour your spirit on my descendants or my family member. And you will put blessings on my offspring, on my family members, my children, my grandchildren. And they shall spring up among the grass. And they shall be like willows along the flowing streams. What am I saying? God's going to bring full life and blossom and bloom within their life. It will be amazing. And God, I want to be able to watch it. So I pray that. I pray that they would grow spiritually and blossom in what they do. Pull up those weeds and dig up that soil that's contaminated and remove it. And let them grow up in good soil. Walk on good ground. And I believe that with all my heart because that's what God wants. And, you know, I believe, hey, God is a God who cannot lie. He says that. He is a God of truth. That's all he is. He's righteous. He can't do anything but be righteous. And Joshua 1.9, you can pray this one. God, I believe that wherever they are, whatever they're walking through, you'll never leave them. You said in Joshua 1.9, Have not I commanded you to be strong and of good courage? Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Why? Because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So if someone is not within your sight or in your reach, God, I believe right now you are with them, that your presence will be among them and around them to sustain them and care for them. Your eye is on them. And I believe that, Lord. And I'm going to live today as if it is because that's your promise. And I may not can be there to deliver them out of their situation, but you are on the scene. And you're surrounding them. You are interacting with them. You're causing things to happen or not to happen that is for their good. And then Deuteronomy 1.11. Pray this. May the Lord your God make you a thousand times more numerous than you are and bless you as he has promised you. God, multiply yourself through their life. I tell you, in our time today that we are living, we need more warriors. We need more followers of Christ, but we need more dedicated followers, people that have surrendered their life to Christ, dedicated to following Christ, committed to following Christ, and in the fight and in the battle, living for Christ, more lights in this world.
because more light will snuff out the darkness. So pray that these family members, that this friend or whoever it is you're praying and believing the promises of God that are struggling right now, they'll come to the light and make us more numerous by blessing this individual, that they'll walk in the light and be with God. Why? Romans 8, 35, that nothing can separate them from the love of God. His eye is on them. He'll continue to be with them. I just want you to know, and I want you to know this and believe this for whoever you are praying for, that nothing can separate them from the love of God, that God loves them with an everlasting love. He will never leave them nor forsake them. And he goes on to say in Romans 8, 38, that I am persuaded that neither death nor life, angels nor principalities nor powers, things present, things to come, nor height, nor depth, or any created thing can separate you, me, them that you're praying for from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. God loves us. He loves us so much. He will fulfill his promises. He will make things better. And he will sustain you and he will sustain them during this affliction. Isaiah 43, 2. Doesn't matter. When you pass through the waters, he's going to be with you. When you go through the rivers, you walk through those rivers, they're not going to overflow you. You're going to stay focused on the promise of God. You're going to bring that shampoo bottle to your hair. Put it on your hair. You're going to live it as if God is there on the scene he's doing what he says he will do. The waters are not going to overflow you. When you walk through the fire, it shall not burn you, nor shall the flame scorch you. Why? Because you're standing on the promises of God, the Word of God, which is true and faithful. Again, God cannot lie. So what do you do? You receive the promises of God for that person, and you begin to pray them. You pray them, believing them and interact with them on that promise. And you may speak that promise over them. Goodness, that brings life, encouragement, healing. Many times, speak it over them. And then what we have to be careful as we're praying and believing these promises, we got to keep walking in obedience. Not just sit around and wait till God does something, moaning, complaining, and, uh, you know, lamenting. Yes, we get sad, but we got to stand up and believe the promise of God and obey God and do something. Do what? Whatever God tells us to do. And what is that? We got to love God. These people that we're praying for that are struggling, they got to see us loving God. Why? That it's real. God is real in our life, and we believe God and we live for God. And we got to hate evil. God hates evil. We don't embrace evil, we don't tolerate evil. We hate evil. We stand against it, and if God calls you, you speak out against it. You don't have to be belligerent. But you hate evil as God hates evil. And you separate yourself from evil. And then you draw near to God. You just keep hanging on to God. I say all the time, God, I trust you. What does that mean? God, I've got my grip on the hem of your garment. And I am hanging on. I'm hanging on to you, God, because I trust you. God, there are times I don't even trust myself. God, there are times I don't trust what I'm seeing out here in the physical, but I trust you. 
I trust you, God. You're a God of promise. And then what do you do? You keep walking these promises. He says in Hebrews 6, verse 12, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises of God. I'm shampooing my hair. I'm shampooing my hair. And I'm going to get my hair clean. It's by faith and patience that it comes about. So I'm with you. I'm in this with you, my friend. Don't let the circumstances steal your joy or steal your promises. You pray and believe the promises of God. And then you follow the heart of God, whatever God tells you to do, to act on it. And then remember that your joy is your strength. Even during the struggle and the battle, maybe you're having to watch it. Your joy is your strength. What is that? Your encounter, your closeness, your dependency, your trust in God, your settledness, your peace in your heart. That is strength to walk through the circumstance with your friend, with your family, until you see God manifest His promise in their life. You be blessed, and you stay the course, and you believe the promises of God. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.